0: Welcome to the In Love with PMDD podcast. I am your host, Rose, your PMDD relationship expert. I have personally been suffering with PMDD for over 15 years and spent so much time desperately trying to navigate my intimate relationships, going from breakup to breakup, thinking that everyone else was the problem. I am now married to an amazing PMDD partner thanks to the PMDD specific relationship tools that I have developed over the years and now I am here to share them with you. Because I know that there is not much research available to PMDD partners, I am now dedicating my doctorate practice specifically for PMDD relationships. I am a traumatology doctoral candidate and each week I will be providing PMDD partners with my signature PMDD trauma transformational tools on how to effectively navigate an intimate relationship while having PMDD so that you can avoid the patterns of breaking up with your partner every single month and you can finally have the supportive relationship that we all desire and deserve. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now let's get into your weekly dose of PMDD relationship tools. We got this. Relationships. So today we're going to talk about something that is a really touchy subject. And that is if you are in an intimate relationship, you should be able to call your partner out on working on themselves. So, so many times when we first get into relationships, we're in that mindset of, oh, I should just accept them how they are. And, you know, everyone has flaws. But in that moment of recognizing that everyone has flaws, we also need to recognize that we have the ability to work on those shortcomings. It's not a, oh, so someone accepted me how I am. So I don't have to work on myself at all. So I'm good because, you know, I'm in a relationship. I'm married, you know, I'm locked down. So therefore, everything that I am, all the flaws, all the things about me, the quirks about me, they just have to accept them because if they're accepting me, they're accepting all of me. So I dealt with us a lot in my history of relationships where I felt like I couldn't talk to my partner about the things about them that were really being detrimental to our relationship. And I, I really thought it was unfair. I thought it was unfair that I was consistently working on myself. I'm like a personal development junkie. I'm really, um, obviously I'm getting my doctorate in counseling, so I'm all about, recognizing your shortcomings and then finding techniques to improve them so the idea of being with someone that wasn't willing to work on themselves was just not an option for me and what I really had to get over was that fear that fear of bringing up an issue that I know that they were possibly going to get defensive about and get upset about And I didn't want to have that feeling. I didn't want to have the feeling of, oh, I made them upset. Oh, I did something that they didn't like, or, oh, this is going to turn into an argument. But what got me to have the confidence to be able to talk to my partner about things that I know that they need to work on is that I had a bigger fear of being stuck in a situation where I was gonna have to deal with all of these issues without them being addressed. And I'm a Sagittarius, I'm a free spirit and I don't like to be trapped. You know, that's one of my biggest fears. Um, If you think about what people are, you know, fearful of, like, oh, you know, fear motivates them or, you know, drive motivates them or money motivates them. It's definitely my fear of being trapped in a situation that I don't want to be in. So that fear was so much bigger um, to me. So it caused me to be very upfront and, you know, and to recognize in our relationship, Um, there are times where I have things that I need to work on and I had to get to the realization that if I'm going to be in a place where I'm going to feel safe enough to call my partner out, um, if they have issues and things that are causing our relationship to, you know, have issues and arguments and fights and we're going in circles, I need to be willing to accept that same feedback. So, so many times you, you know how to do it. You know how to give it out, but you don't necessarily want to receive it. And I remember the first couple of times where, you know, my partner would tell me certain things about myself and I did not take it the way I thought I would because I thought I was so, you know, over that point of being insulted and defensive. I thought I was above that because of all of the personal development that I have read in the past. But what I do notice is that your partner is like your biggest test. So like if you're working on yourself, there's nobody that can get to you to your core the way your partner can. So I know this is true for so many people where I have so many clients where they're like, no, my children can be crazy, but that's not the problem. Work can be crazy, but that's not a problem. But let it be an issue with your intimate relationship. And all of a sudden it like triggers you. It overtakes you. Like it really bothers you, the things that they say about you. So when they criticize you, and your partner says that you're doing something wrong, you take it so much deeper than you would if it was just a friend or a coworker or somebody that you can like make an excuse about and say, oh, they just thought that because of this, they just thought that because of this. But if your partner said, hey, you really need to work on this or you automatically get in that defense mode because I really believe that the reason that is, is because you genuinely have good intentions for being with your partner. And so you don't want to feel like your good intentions are being misinterpreted or that they don't see you for who you truly are, or, you know, that you're not doing a good enough job of being a partner. Like there's so many insecurities that can be attached to calling your partner out, but it's also so necessary. So when you think about the the fork in the road. It's like, yeah, I could continue to allow them to be this way and continue to allow this run havoc on our relationship, or I can just address it with them and see what happens. Because there's always that initial defense mode blow up, unless you've really taken time to work on yourself like I have, and you really like put yourself through the ringer, like hey, I'm having inner pep talks. Like when I hear my partner say I need to work on things, I feel myself wanna get defensive and I stop and I'm like, you know what? Let me see if there's a grain of truth to what it is that they're saying because my mom used to always say there's a grain of truth to every joke. There's a grain of truth. Like people try to sugarcoat things and they they say it and they're like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like, there's probably some truth to that. Like it probably came in their mind for a reason, but they just didn't want to come out and say it. So they like vomited up at the most awkward times so that you won't take it that seriously. But I know for me, time management um, is something that I really had to work on in my um, relationship because I married someone who was really, really good at time management. And not just because I married someone that was really, really good at time management, but also because that's something that I internally knew that I wanted to work on before I even got married. And so when they called me out on it, it was kind of like, well, yeah, you're like my, my time management skill sucks. But then also there was that need to defend myself and, you know, be like, oh, well, I'm not late. You're just early. You know what I mean? Like you, you try to find ways to prove your partner wrong so that you guys are both in the situation together. So it's not just one-sided so that you don't have to feel that criticism and take it on as your own. And when I recognized that I was doing that, I got to a place where I'm like, you know what? There are gonna be times that I'm just gonna have to chalk it up and say, you know what? This is something that I need to work on. You know, be really, really honest with myself and be like, I don't like that my partner sees me in this light and I'm going to do something about it. Because I guarantee you that a lot of things that your partner brings out on you or says to you, you've already thought about yourself. So there is that in the back of your mind, you're like, yeah, I know they're right. Like, I am like that. Like, but it's almost like a secret. It's almost like you didn't think that anyone would ever find out, you know? So when they call you out on it, that's why it's called an intimate relationship because they're that close to you that they can see all of your flaws like up close and personal. So you get to a point where you're like, man, if they can see it, maybe other people can see it. And you get really insecure and start to feel like maybe I'm not doing that good of a job of like hiding what my flaws are and sometimes we just want to hide them while we're working on them because I think that the worst thing that can happen um, while you're working on yourself is for someone to tell you that you're failing at it like that happened to me where I was working, I had literally created, like I have bought so many time management tools. It's not even funny. I've, I, you know, have bought the books. I bought the audiobooks, Um, I, I bought the apps, you know, I was trying to figure out what way I could learn this skill the best. And being that I'm a procrastinator and that I have a problem finishing things was, it made the process so much more hilarious because I would <laughs> buy these audiobooks about time management and never finish them. And I would buy these apps, invest in it, have that moment of like, you know what, I need to do something about this. I need to invest in this. And then I would buy it and then wouldn't use it. So <laughs> I would, you know, get the book and read it halfway, not even halfway. I would say like, a, you know, like three one third, I'm bad at math, but anyway, I would read some of it and be really motivated and be like, yeah, yeah. And then not finish it. So what happened is I was constantly on this quest, but I felt like the fact that I was trying, the fact that I was literally doing all of these things made me feel justified and feeling proud that like, Hey, I'm working on this, you know, like, I'm not ignoring the fact that I'm bad at time management, I'm actually accepting it and I'm doing something about it. And I'm just going to continue, you know, chugging along on this journey until I get it right. And in that moment of feeling proud of myself, my partner, who is amazing at time, I mean, he would show up 30 minutes prior to something. And I couldn't even wrap my head around that. Like a lot of times we'd be picking up people from the airport and he would go like, 30, 45 minutes ahead of time. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like They're like, oh, well, I would rather, you know, me wait for them than for them to wait on me. And that was like one of his rules. And I was literally like deer in the headlights, like blink, blink, because in my eyes, like I'm more of a spontaneous last minute, like fly by the tail Like, let me know when you get, you know, your bags and then I'll probably like leave my house to like come and get you, like it's super bad. Or because I I always assume that there's going to be something that's going to keep them from actually being there during that time. And I don't like waiting, you know, because when I'm waiting in those moments that I'm there 30 minutes early, 45 minutes early, I'm automatically thinking of all the things I could be doing. So it's just like a torturous process for me to be super early because I feel like I'm wasting time. So if I'm early at the airport and I know I'm going off on a little tangent, but if I'm early at the airport, I immediately think. Oh, I could have taken 10 minutes extra doing this, or I could have gone grocery shopping, or I could have picked up this. Like I always have an endless to-do list in my mind. So the the act of me being 30 minutes early for anything is like a joke. But my husband is like that. And it, you know, I admire his time management skills. I I used to think it was something that he did to like prove a point but then I realized that that's really just who he is like it really is how it makes sense in his mind so being that I respected him in the realm of time management I went ahead and said you know what um I'm going to start working on now that I'm with this person, you know, like I really have to up my game because my, I mean, I'm way behind the power curve and it's not just affecting me because when I would show up late to the airport to, you know, pick him up, when I would, when I would say we're going somewhere at this time and we would end up going like an hour later, like I could see the agitation and that's what happens in relationships. This is why these techniques are so important because If you don't work on yourself, everything that you have started to work on or you know you need to work on, it all comes out in your intimate relationship. And that person is like shining the flashlight on it. Like, hello, this is wrong. And you're like, whoa, like that's been wrong for 40 days and 40 nights. Why are we still like, why are you drawing attention to the thing that like you're, it's like they force you to take action on doing the, the hard things that you've been putting off since 1995. And so you're now at that point where you're like, crap, I can't wait and you know, work on this part of myself. Like I have to do it now because this person is like calling me out. And so I used to think of it as like a curse. I'm like, so basically you've drawn the curtain back in the shower, like I can't hide anymore. Like this is it. But now I think of it as a gift because so much of him calling me out on the things that I know that I needed to do caused me to take action. Like It made me want to do something about it because I knew that I was being held accountable. It's not like he said, by this date, you need to you know, have this done. But it was kind of like, I know that it was always on his radar that I was this way and I just thought to myself well how much of an improvement would it be if he really like saw this change because he's seen me at rock bottom he's seen me like an hour like he's seen me like all of these things like he has such a compassionate way of putting it that it kind of makes you feel a little like oh man I never saw it that way like one time we were supposed to go to my sister's house and they told us to come over at four and I was like, oh, okay, well, we'll get there when we get there, you know? And he was like, what if they're waiting on us? Like, why are you not rushing? And in my mind, I am rushing because I'm always rushing because I'm always plugging in little things that I could do in those pockets of time. And I was like, no, like they know me. Like, and that's that part that gets you in that zone of not taking action is that you automatically assume, oh, the person knows me. So they should know that I'm not gonna be on time. So that kind of gives you that cushion to where you're feeling like you don't really need to work on yourself because that person already knows that you're not gonna be on time. They're not expecting you to be on time. Like they possibly you know, did what some of my friends do and tell me the wrong time so that I end up you know, late to the original time, but actually on time for the real time. It's crazy um it, it almost got to a point where if someone didn't lie to me about the time I would be like why would they tell me the real time like why didn't they tell me the one hour before time because I probably would have showed up on time but one time I think it was like a, a super formal dinner and my sisters are so sweet. Like I got there and I wanted to like prove a point that they weren't waiting on me. And I'm like, yeah, like I'm saying he was in the car saying that you guys are waiting on me. And they kind of like said it under their breath. Like, yeah, we were, we did have to heat the food back up. And I was like, oh my God. like (laughs) I felt so bad because I thought that they had gotten so used to accepting me quote-unquote accepting me for who I was that they weren't even you know worried about what time I got there when in all actuality they were but they were just not giving me crap about it you know and he was kind of looking at it from a compassion standpoint of hey what you do matters and how you do one thing is how you do everything so if you show up late for this. Like he's very, very early at work. I mean, he's in the Marines, you know, like that's what they do. I'm in the army and I still, I've been in for 17 years now. And I, this is super early thing. I'm still like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. And by the time I do, I'll probably be out of the military. So it really won't matter. But I just think that when he finds structure and he finds these things, like he locks in, in a way that I've never, naturally been able to so now that I've gotten a point to a point where I am on time I just noticed it takes me so much more effort and when I finally realized you know what I can be on time I can fix this problem with time management Um, it's just going to take me more effort then that's when I really realized that so Anytime you find something about your partner that is really impacting your relationship negatively, you can call them out on it. And it doesn't have to be in a very confrontational negative way. You can just have a real open and honest conversation and be like, look, babe, this is really affecting us in a negative way. And I know this is something that you may or may not be working on, but if you're not working on it, like I'm asking you to work on it because it's really affecting us. And I want us to succeed. I want us to be in a a great place and enjoy each other and not have to deal with these frustrations. But this is something that I really need you to work on. And let me tell you, if they are in it, if they are in it to win it, if they're really committed to the relationship as hard as it is, to initially take. So, I'm not saying that they have to immediately be like, "Oh yeah, I'm totally going to go, you know, look up a personal development book on that and I'm totally going to go work on that." There may be some initial resistance, but if they are really committed in the relationship, want to see it work, number 1, they're going to see a grain of truth to what it is that you're saying. So, they're going to be able to recognize like, "Yeah, that, you know, I I probably do do that. I see how that You know, impacts our relationship. I'm going to go work on that. Um, And they're going to be willing to do it. And the risk of you feeling uncomfortable by asking them will completely be overshadowed by the progress that they make. And as they're making the progress, I urge you to encourage them, to to give them, you know, accolades on their small wins. If you see that they, you know, like for me, when I start to show up on time, like just saying, oh, you know, that's so great that you showed up earlier, that you did this, like give them little accolades because what you consider small, because it's easy for you, may be really big for them but what I don't want is for you to be in an intimate relationship and know that there are things that are detrimental to your relationship really causing damage I mean like small damage like it's chipping away and you feeling like you can't talk to your partner because this is an intimate relationship if you can't talk to your partner who can you talk to It's one thing to, yes, you can complain to your friends and be like, girl, he's doing it again. Or boy, man, I don't know what she's thinking. Like you can, of course, complain to your friends to vent, to get it out, to say truthfully and candidly and all of the things, how you're feeling. But at the end of the day, if that doesn't change their actions, then you're going to end up in the same place. And so it's going to be, it's going to get old and you're going to get frustrated, and it all can be avoided by just calling your partner out in a very loving, open, and honest way, and I really believe that setting the tone is everything, so if you're in the middle of an argument, you guys are already arguing about something, do not choose this as the time that you finally decide, oh, And I have something to tell you about what you need to work on. Been there, done that doesn't turn out too well, like really doesn't. And it's almost like, oh, you all of a sudden remember that I have something, you know, to work on. It's kind of like when you're in an argument and you're trying to get lead way, it's easy to expose all of your partner's flaws because you're in defense mode. And when you're in defense mode, that level of empathy is way down. Like you're not caring about their feelings as much as you would normally do. You're not completely neglecting their feelings, but you're kind of like not as in tune and compassionate and careful about what you say because you're in defense mode. And so they're on one side and you're on the other side. So you're kind of like, oh, Yeah. um, What else can I find? And so all of those things that, you know, that have been damaging your relationship, they kind of pour out and you kind of vomit it out and be like, and another thing you do this and you do this they're not receiving anything that you're saying because they're already in defense mode and it's probably going to anger them. And when you've set that foundation of this is when I bring up your flaws, this is when I bring up your shortcomings, then they're not going to be receptive about changing anything because it's kind of like, who do you think you are? like, you're telling me I need to do this. Like what then- they will in turn counter it with all of the things that I'm sure bothers them about you. And then you end up in this fight, this argument where you're going back and forth saying all these things that you really don't like about each other that you never really say. Like it's always there. That's the one thing. How you feel about your partner and their habits and their quirks and whatever, they're always there. Now I'm not saying this in terms of if your partner has a very normal, like, maybe they don't pick up their clothes. Like, I'm talking about something that they can legitimately work on, and it's literally damaging your relationship. Now, if you are OCD, which I have friends and clients that are, then maybe picking up their clothes off the floor is one of those things where you're like, this is really detrimental to our relationship because if I have to pick up your socks one more time, like I'm done, I'm filing papers. Like if you're at that point because your level of cleanliness is that high and and your values are tied to cleanliness, then by all means, go ahead. So I think it's also really important to know what is your partner's values, know what's valuable to you because that's really gonna, impact how their characteristics um impact you so if you're big on like i told you my partner is big on timeliness it's like up there with cleanliness so basically me being late is like me being dirty so it's kind of like now i'm supposed to accept this dirty woman you know what i mean like <laughs> in my mind it's no big deal because if someone's late this is what i do and this is why i say we're so different if someone's late I just find something else to do. Like if I'm in my element, like I don't like showing up to your place early because now I'm just sitting there, I'm waiting on you. Like if I'm at the airport, now I'm sitting there, I'm waiting on you. I'm like, I'm not in my element. But if my flight got delayed no problem, and I'm already home, no problem, I will find something else. I'm the queen of finding something else to do probably when I should be doing something else. But I'm not going to talk about that. That's another episode. All I'm saying is, It all has to do with what that person's values is. And you may not think it's that big of a deal. So my last point is do not invalidate what your partner thinks is important because you don't think it's important. So if I feel the need to call you out on something and say, hey, it is important to me that you work on this. And you're like, like, that's just who I am. Like, what's like, who would get upset about that? Like, that makes no sense. Like, that's weird. You know, like you calling it weird, you calling it names, you saying it's unorthodox, you saying that all these people wouldn't care about it doesn't take away from the fact that your partner cares about it. And for me, when you're in an intimate relationship, I don't care who else cares about it. If your partner cares about it, then you should care about it because you're in a relationship with that particular person. That's it. You're not in a relationship with the world where you have to kind of defend yourself and say, oh, well, according to statistics, you know, this shouldn't bother you. No, you're not in a relationship with anyone but your partner. So if they bring something to your attention, you need to take it seriously. Number one, because it's probably really hard for them. Because they probably got into a point where they're like, you know what, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to freaking say something. Like if, if my partner shows up like one more time, like I'm going to freaking lose it. Like I know I get in the car and smile and say, hey, and blah, blah. blah. Um, but I'm fuming inside. And this is like probably in the mind of my partner because he got in the car so many times and I kind of like felt like his vibe was a little bit off, but I'm like, no, he, he seems fine. But I'm pretty sure he was infuriated that I was late. And so this is what happens so many times in relationships is that you put up with those qualities that really matter to you And you put up with them so long that when they start to do it, you like cringe. Like, have you ever done that where your partner does something again and you've literally not said anything about it to them ever because you're like, this is so stupid. Like, I can't say this. Like, this is just how they are. Like, I'm just gonna have to find a way to deal with it. But yet when they do it, every time you like feel like your skin is crawling, you're like, oh my God, if you do that one more time, like I'm gonna like (laughs) jump off the balcony. Like, it's that serious. And so before you get to that point, hence the balcony, I think you should just have that conversation and make it normal for both of you to be able to talk to one another about things that are bothering you. Don't make it like a weird thing that's never happened, and then all of a sudden it happens. And then it's like, what kind of windstorm just blow, you know, blew through here? And you are you like that's the point where your partner is always going to get defensive. If you never talk about things that bother you, um, that you would like for them to work on, not change immediately, because some of them may be habitual where it's just they do it out of habit, and they don't even recognize that they do it. But I mean, like genuine things like, hey, there are tools out there that will help you um, work on this. I would like for you to start working on this. And give them time. Don't expect results overnight. Don't come to them the next day and be like, you dropped your sock again. Like I just told you yesterday, we just like, do not do that because you're going to make them feel resentful and you're going to cause them to stop doing the work. So give them space and time after you let them know and then show them through your eyes, how this can benefit your relationship. Like, Hey, if you were to work on this, I know that our relationship will be so much better because dot, dot, dot. And the end goal for you and your partner should always be that the relationship is better. Like that's what it should always be. And if they're committed to that same thing and they don't want to stay stagnant and they want to consistently grow and learn and get better, um, then they will eventually, not immediately, be thankful to you Because I guarantee that you're making them a better person for everyone else. So I know for me, when I started working on my time management, like it affected my work. It affected, you know, how I was with our daughter. Like so many things in my life improved because I made that change because my partner called me out. Had he allowed me to stay in that place and just looked at me like probably with the side eye, like, oh here she goes again, then I probably never would have gotten tool, gotten the tools. Okay, I probably would have gotten the tools. I never would have utilized the tools and actually finished them and taken action and, and done the hard things in order to make myself better. So know that if your partner is trying to let you know about things that you need to improve, it's not just going to affect your relationship. It's also going to affect how you are with everybody else. So ultimately, When you look at those romantic movies that makes it seem like everybody just shows up perfect and they say, you know, my partner makes me a better person. Yes, they do make you a better person, but it takes work. And you have to be willing to do the work and you have to be willing to accept the criticism constructively from your partner to not get defensive. And if you do, which we all do, I do it too. If you immediately get defensive, take some time, think about it. Like me and my partner are like so masterful at this, where we react the wrong way with each other initially because we give in to that initial response sometimes, like because we're human. And then afterwards, when we have time by ourselves, we kind of reflect and be like, you know what? This is how I should have handled it or. I see what you mean. Like give your partner that chance. Don't completely shut them down because they didn't respond um, how you expected them to respond when you brought it up. And don't think I'm never going to say this again because this is just going to cause problems and they're never going to change. If you think that your partner is never going to change and you think that he he or she is going to stay exactly how they are for the rest of your living days, good, bad, or indifferent. What are you doing? As the days changes, so do we. We get older, our needs change, everything changes about us. And if you are not with a partner that is willing to grow with you, you will outgrow your partner. So, I think that you should want them to grow and to change and get better. And they should want the same for you. That is what a healthy relationship consists of. It's not this, oh, you're not the same person that you were before, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years. Of course, they're not the same person. You should want them to be different and you should want to grow with them. So in your relationship, you should constantly be looking for ways that you can work on yourself, to make your relationship better, and then also encouraging your partner to do the same. And a lot of times, sometimes what it, what it is that you have to do, and I've done this a lot, um, is lead by example. And my husband has done the same thing. He's really led by example um, with a lot of changes that he's made. And I've seen the transformation and I've seen the growth. And it has become so inspiring to me without him even like saying, hey, hey, I'm working on this particular thing. You need to work on it too. Like I've seen him work on his emotional intelligence so much lately um, as he's getting his degree that it's just drawn me to emotional intelligence. And yes, it's something that I looked at when I was in my degree program and I've done classes on it, but seeing the actual transformation within him And seeing how much it's changed him made me want to look at it even more for my business, for my growth, for all of the things. So sometimes if your partner is not immediately receptive of those things that you're saying that they need to work on, then start working on yourself. Let them see the change in you. Let them see how you grow. And then maybe they'll want to grow too. So if you are at a place where you are ready to transform your mindset, body, and intimate relationship, then book a call with me. This can be for you. This can be for you and your partner. Um, This can be for just your partner. If you know that, you know, they need it more than you do, Um, then feel free to share My information, rose relationship, resolutions, and I am more than willing to work with you all on getting started on calling your partner out and normalizing getting better with things and addressing flaws so that you can have the relationship that you desire and deserve. Talk to you later. I hope these tools will help you and your PMDD partner. In lieu of PMDD Awareness Month, I will be launching my signature course specifically designed for PMDD partners called the PMDD Partners Path. In this self-paced course, I will be providing PMDD partners with a guide on how to navigate a PMDD partnership, along with tools to combat the symptoms that we have each month that are damaging to your PMDD relationship and exclusive content from my PMDD partner to give some insight on not just what we go through, but also what other PMDD partners go through and teaching them on how they can help us with PMDD best to build a stronger, more peaceful, and enjoyable relationship that we all desire and deserve. So to be added to the wait list, go to the link in my bio on Instagram at inlovewithpmdd or email me at inlovewithpmdd at gmail.com. For everything that us PMDD partners go through every single month, we should not have to do it alone. We can have the relationship that we desire and deserve While we have PMDD, we got this.